Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast, and today I'm going to talk about the Rushkov article. I have previously talked about the Rushkov article, I think, in the Noble Ape podcast, Ape Reality. You're going to have to do some serious podcast digging if you want to find Ape Reality, although I think it's still represented on iTunes. I read Douglas Rushkov's Siberia in 1994 or 1995. I want to say it was probably 1995. I still have the copy of Siberia somewhere uh, that, uh, you know, I read at that time. Primarily because that copy of Siberia had a wide variety of typographical errors, including spelling Steve Jobs' name incorrectly. They also, or Rushkov also got the variety of DMT incorrect. And there were a wide variety of things that normally would have been picked up with a good editor, but I think just at the time, getting the book out, was the most important thing. I've known Douglas Rushkoff for a number of years, and he's given me a number of candid stories associated with Siberia that I don't really feel comfortable sharing at this stage. But what I will say is, when I read Siberia, I was really viscerally disgusted. I felt this was a book that could have been way more interesting if Rushkoff had actually left the US and explored the kind of cyber environments, the perspectives that I held very dear, And there's something that's quite curious that I mentioned to technologists periodically, that the history of computers that are told in the US is completely different to the history of computers that's told in Australia, and different again to the history of computers that's told in the UK. And you have all these strange regional histories of computers that don't put emphasis on certain things and also have regional computing companies that are temporarily in the right time. So when I read Siberia, I was very frustrated, and thankfully, through a variety of factors, I found myself in Malaysia with Duck Rushkoff's email address in the magazine that I was reading at the time, and I decided to email Duck Rushkoff. And he and I continued a correspondence for, ah, a few days, and then things dropped off. And then I contacted him about a year later, when I was starting this thing, which was called the Nirvana Project at the time, which went on to be Noble Ape. And Doug Rushkov and I corresponded, well, from 1996 through to 1999, when by chance, due to factors that I've already outlined in Short Funk, I found myself in New York City. And I'd already met Wozniak by that point, I'd already done a variety of things that were rather curious based on my work on Noble Ape, but when I met Rushkov, he introduced me to a couple of friends of his that were finding ways for Palestinians and Israelis to get together. And I had at the time a version of my Psy algorithm, which was a like a 3D landscape, but a first-person perspective 3D landscape algorithm, where you could wander over the world. And I was showing them the Himalayas and these kind of things from a first-person perspective view. And Rushkov was really enthralled by this. And he wrote an article which referred to me as a genius. And I think I was 22 at the time which was published and syndicated in in the order of like 23, I think, publications worldwide. What was particularly curious about this was that I was travelling at the time, and if you cast your minds back to 1999, email was not quite as omnipresent as it is currently. So I found myself in, I think, either... I was in England, probably, calling up a fellow that I knew in Berlin, or maybe I was in... Maybe I was in Bonn by that stage. Anyway, I called my friend who was living in Berlin at the time to just confirm what the situation was and where I should meet him. And he said that I probably should check my email because there had been this article published by Douglas Rushkov. And 
it wasn't really all true. And my friend in Berlin knew a bit about me because he he was a journalist who'd written about my work through, you know, the late 90s and he'd followed Noble Ape's development up until that point of time. And when I checked email in Bonn, I was completely overwhelmed by the volume of email. I think I'd received maybe 32,000 emails over that period of time, of which about 4,000 were worthy of some degree of correspondence. I mean, it really was quite overwhelming, the publicity and how it completely shut down my email while I was traveling. But I was able to set up meetings following so I could have, you know, lunch with people and meet people through my, you know, through my progressive travels. Returning to Australia and then very rapidly pulling together a way that I could get back to the US because the interest that had been caused by the Rushkov article had projected me back to the US. I mean, I had to go back there. I had to, you know, meet with a variety of companies and establish who I was in this broader technology sphere. Unfortunately, it was occurring in 99, in fact, at the very end of 99. So I really only had about, well, six months to a year left before the speculative technology boom disappeared, in large part because a lot of it was chained to the whole dot-com hysteria. In any case, that is the Rushkov article. That is what got me back to the US, or got me to the US for an extended period of time. And Douglas Rushkov and I... You know, we catch up maybe once every six years now, kind of keep an occasional correspondence. He did appear on an ape reality recording associated with 15 years of Noble Ape. On the 13th of June, it will be 19 years since I started Noble Ape. So Douglas Rushkov has been someone who's been important through parts of this development. Less so now, he hasn't really followed the development too heavily. I'm sure when I go to New York City, I'll look up Doug. And we'll probably get together and have a chat. He's gotten married and has a child and a bunch of other things since I knew him. And yeah, it's been a long time. I mean, you know, 2000, 99, 2000, 2001. A long time since then. Anyway, that was the Rushkov article. Tom Barbelay in San Jose, signing out. <laughs>